Welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast about rebuilding your business in the face of COVID-19. My name is Christine Hani Dare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. As the federal government prepares to end the Paycheck Protection Program on June 30th, I wanted to take the time in this podcast to talk about a program that has been essential for so many of our listeners. First, we're going to talk to a top SBA official about what you should know in the final days of the program. Then, we're going to speak with an accountant who has been working in the trenches with small businesses trying to understand the program and its latest rules on loan forgiveness if you've actually received a loan already. Beth Goldberg is the New York District Director for the U.S. Small Business Administration, which is the SBA's largest district office in the nation, serving the 14-county area of Metro New York. Her agency has been working nonstop with small businesses over the past few months, and she's here to speak with us about the Paycheck Protection Program, which ends on June 30th. Beth, it's great to have you on our show. Thank you so much, Christine. I'm happy to be here with you. Tell us what happens on June 30th. Is that the last day to apply? Is that the last day to inquire about Paycheck Protection Program loans? On June 30th at 11.59 p.m., there is a hard stop for banks to enter their information into the uh, SBA system. And when I say banks, I mean all lenders, CDFIs, credit unions, MDIs, small banks, and uh, fintechs. I would suggest to business people who are considering uh, applying for a PPP that they do it as quick as possible at this point and that they talk to a lender and apply. If they need help, there are all these SBA resource partners, uh, SCORE, Small Business Development Centers located on college campuses and women's business development centers. Everyone is working remotely at this point and they can book appointments online. Is there any money left at this point? Yes, there is. As of Friday night, there is $120 billion, with a B, dollars left in the program. Wonderful news. So how did you change the loan forgiveness application? What was it like before? What is it like now? So when the loan forgiveness application was originally put online and in the Treasury facts, it was an 11 page document and a lot of people were upset about that. And it has since been revised into two forms. One is called the EZ form. That's the letter E and the letter Z as in zebra. That form is primarily for independent contractors, sole proprietors, and self-employed people. However, upon further review this weekend, it also can be used by people who have retained their workforce at full levels with no reduction in hours or pay. So I would strongly suggest people look at both forms if they have employees to decide which one is better for their business and what has happened to them over the past several weeks. The EZ form is a three-page form. The regular form for uh, loan forgiveness is a five-page form. What are the biggest changes to the loan forgiveness program that small businesses should know about? 
There's several changes uh, in the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act that people should be aware of. The first one is, is if you haven't used your funds within the eight weeks from the date you closed them, you have now 24 weeks. You can elect that and discuss that with your lender. In addition, it allowed for repayment on the portion of the Paycheck Protection Program that doesn't become forgiven to become a 1% loan. In the original uh, version of the uh, legislation, that was a 24-month loan, and borrowers who took that should be aware that they signed a note, a loan note, saying that they would repay in 24 months. They now have the opportunity to go back to their lender and discuss whether the loan portion of the Paycheck Protection Program could be paid out over five years at 1%, but they must have a discussion with their lender about that. The other thing that was really important is that it has become uh, more flexible and now that it, it requires you to use 60% of your loan amount for payroll and 40% can be used for the other eligible expenses, which are mortgage interest on your commercial space, not the principal, but the interest, uh, a rent or lease payment, and utilities. Wonderful. Now, what if I just can't make the Paycheck Protection Program loan deadline? What other relief options are still out there? The idle loan just reopened. That's the economic injury injury disaster loan and bans which are programs where sba is the sole lender in that those are 30-year loans they're for working capital needs anticipated through december 30th of this year and the interest rates on that are for private businesses three and three quarters percent and for not-for-profits two and three quarters percent just to give you an example, if somebody borrowed $20,000 under the EIDL loan and had to repay it over 30 years, that payment would be approximately $92 a month. So it's a good alternative to the Paycheck Protection Program. And if you did not get a Paycheck Protection Loan, you can use that money for payroll and salaries. If you did get a Payroll Protection program loan, you just have to admit the expenses that you used under that under those loan proceeds. Wonderful. Thank you, Beth. It's been great having you on our program. Thanks so much, Christine. Mark Weeder is a partner with the accounting firm Anchin in New York, and he has more than 30 years of experience advising clients. And he has been a great reporting resource to us through the COVID pandemic. So Mark, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Christine, it's great to be here. So if, can you please explain to us, what are the benefits of having 24 weeks versus eight weeks to pay off the Paycheck Protection Program loan? Well, 24 weeks just makes it a lot easier to be able to get your loan forgiven because now we're gonna measure your, your costs and specifically payroll over 24 weeks. So you have the same loan that you got originally, but instead of measuring your payroll costs over an eight week period of time, in order to try to get it forgiven, you 
now have 24 weeks of payroll to be able to count towards that. So more likely than not, you're going to have 100% forgiveness, what, some exceptions. What is the drawback then than having 24 weeks versus eight weeks? It seems like it's just a win-win situation. It, it, I, I agree. I don't see the drawback at all other than, you know, if you meet the 100% forgiveness at the end of the eight weeks, you can just file your forgiveness application be done and you know, process the paperwork that much sooner as opposed to having to wait till after the end of the 24 weeks. But I see no benefit unless you're already 100% forgiven at an eight-week period of time. What if I try to bring my workers back and they say, I just want to stay home because I'm making more money on unemployment? That's a good point because you see that a lot, you know, especially in the restaurant business. In order to get 100% forgiveness, there are other tests, and there are tests relating to bringing back full-time employees, making sure that you have the equivalent number of full-time equivalent employees as you did prior to COVID, that you didn't reduce your compensation or salaries to your employees greater than 25%, so there are these tests. However, there is an exclusion that if you offer to rehire your employees, at the same payroll, et cetera, and all the same benefits, and they refuse or reject your offer, you're not going to fail that uh, full-time equivalent test. You'll be able to count them as if you did hire them back, but they refuse to accept your offer. So you need documentation to prove that, but that can happen. And I could still be forgiven. And you could still be forgiven. Now, tell us about these loan forgiveness forms. Um, When exactly do I fill one out if I'm a small business owner? The the forgiveness forms that do, unless they've extended, which I have not read yet, but I have to believe they have to, they're due by October 31st, 2020. I think now with the 24-week, they're going to extend it to 1231-2020 because 24-week period will end after October 31st, potentially, if if you first get your loan towards the end of June. So I think it will be extended, if it hasn't already, to 1231. It's been great having you on our program, and thanks for being such a great resource to Cranes. My pleasure, Christine, anytime. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Honey Dare Bryan with Crane Communications. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks. And if you have story tips, please email me at C-D-A-R-E-B-R-Y-A-N at C-R-A-I-N-S-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K.com. We'll be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can survive the pandemic. Have a great week.